Hi, my gems. Niara Jasmine here, and you are now tuned in to the Growing Gardenias podcast. In this space, we have candid conversations about mental health, mental wellness, trauma, healing, and the other hard stuff we don't like to talk about. Always remember, you are still growing and still learning daily, and you are never alone. So grab your tea or your wine, sit back and relax, and let's get started. Hi, my gems. Welcome back to another episode of the Growing Gardenias podcast. So I have a special episode for y'all today. I have my lab sister, Brianna, here with me. <laughs> and we're going to be addressing dating, being in a relationship, all that stuff while healing. Can you do it? Should you do it? What does that even look like? So you can introduce yourself. Bree, tell us a little bit about you. Oh, thanks. One, I'm so happy to be on this podcast. Um, a little bit about me. I am originally from Atlanta. Period. Period. <laughs> it's 404 day two. That's cute. Um, what does that mean? 404? Like the area code? Oh, Atlanta, okay, okay. 404? Oh, okay. I'm from Brooklyn. I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. But um, I went to Spelman for undergrad. Now I am currently at the University of Georgia getting my PhD in clinical psychology. Period. Um, and she just got an award, y'all. So talk to her nice. Uh, period. Period. Yeah, I... I'm an Aquarius, and I'm just here for good conversation, give my perspective. Um, it is solely my perspective. It is not the reflection of anybody else. So if you disagree, that's cool, but this <laughs> is just cleaner. me. Like, yeah, <laughs> let me put that out there because you may not agree. So, yeah, that's me. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm so happy to have you here, of course. So let's just jump right in. So I've been seeing these posts on social media floating around basically saying, you should be completely healed, air quotes, before you start dating. You should focus on yourself, love yourself, blah, 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 before you start dating. So what do you think about that? I do not think that there is a such thing as complete, quote unquote, air quotes, healing. Um, I feel like there is being able to better manage your trauma and your experience, but there is no such thing as like, completely healing because those experiences kind of make up who you are as a person those experiences become ingrained in you and kind of how you function so it's not like you completely healed from it so I don't think one for me personally like I didn't have to I didn't feel like I had to completely heal before I was ready to be in a relationship or before I was ready to go back and date like I felt like my healing, similar to what this podcast is about, is it was through my relationship that I was able to actually heal. Mm. And that's not to say that there aren't still things that I'm healing from, but that's to say that I had a space where I felt safe to be able to heal. And that's kind of how it goes. But also, you can't believe everything you see on the internet. Like, the internet presents shit stuff. You can You can oh. <laughs> You can say whatever you want. I feel like the internet presents um, information in a way that's like not realistic. Like, what is it completely healing? Like, that just is wild to me. What does that even mean? Right. Like, how do you define completely healing? Like, what? Not experiencing symptoms from your trauma? I mean, yeah, but that's not complete like what is that like you forget about it like it doesn't matter to you anymore but I feel like 
in some ways your trauma always matters like I feel like it's a part of who you are it's a part of your story it's a part of your experience so I don't I, I don't agree with it like yeah I don't either like I feel like honestly I feel like it's bs because you're always healing mm-hmm. like the healing journey is forever and I know I say that all the time if y'all follow grown gardenias on instagram you see that i say that all the time because literally like healing is just ongoing like Mm -hmm. even as you grow as you continue to develop like you find more things about Mm -hmm. yourself that you're like oh i kind of got to work on that or where is this coming from like that's always happening so to say that you can't date or you can't experience love from someone else until you've done it completely then you're never going to experience love from someone else you're never going to like it just doesn't make any sense And I feel like some of your best healing comes from being in a relationship. Like, I know that there were some of the things for me that I didn't know I needed to heal from until I got in a relationship. And I said, oh, damn, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem that came from my trauma that I didn't notice because I wasn't in a space to notice it. Right. I wasn't interacting with somebody that brought up certain feelings or certain things that I was like, oh, that's something I need to work on. So right. it wasn't until I got in a relationship that I said, there's still some stuff I need to heal from. So if mm-hmm. you sit in here like completely healing, you may not know a lot of the things that you need to heal from until you get in a relationship, right. until you're dating somebody. Right. And then you see like, oh, damn, that's something else I need to work on. That's something else I need to do. Right. And I'm glad you said that because <laughs> I was about to ask you because like I also think it's just unrealistic to think that because like humans need connection like that's literally Mm -hmm. what life is about connection truly so like just because i'm not quote-unquote fully healed doesn't mean like i can't make a connection with somebody like that yeah that's dumb that's dumb so for those of you who think that no offense but that's dumb (laughs) like that just doesn't make any sense like and I know Bree, um, you have some experience with this. You're in a beautiful relationship. Period. Shout out to Bro Bro. Shout out. Period. Look at him Oh my god! <laughs> Get this girl out of here. And so, like, you were still healing when you met him. And so, how did you navigate this? Like, what did healing and dating look like for you? How was it for him? If you know, like, <laughs> how did that? Ha- like, how did that go? So it's funny, right? Like, I experienced something traumatic right at the start of our relationship like it wasn't like oh like yes I had previous traumas but I experienced a trauma literally right before we started dating and one of the things that was really important was me being transparent about what was going on with me because in order for people to be patient with you they have to know what's going on like people can't be patient if you're not telling them hey this thing happened to me yeah x y and z um And I think me being transparent about it was really important for us to be able to talk through it and to work through it. I think another thing that became really important was also therapy. So like Mm -hmm. me having a therapeutic space for me to also process the trauma um, because he's not my therapist. And I had to learn that like, yes, I can talk about what happened to me, but you are not the person that I should be processing that with because then that makes you feel responsible in some way. And that's not fair to you. Um, And I think I also had to recognize how my trauma was showing up in our relationship and separate like whether this is a valid response, valid in air Mm -hmm. quotes, 
whether this was a valid response or if this was just a response from my trauma. Right. Like, because I've had bad experiences with guys before, am I responding how I would typically respond or am I responding specifically to this individual? Right. And that's completely different. And so I think that was a big part of it for me. And I think for him, it was opening his eyes because he's not a bad guy at all. And he's never been that. He's not one of them F boys. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's mm-hmm. not that guy. And so for him, it was like, damn, I don't, I didn't know women went through this. Like, right, I didn't know right. that this is what was happening. And so he was very patient and very like, he created a peaceful space for me to process my trauma. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's probably one of the most important things that I valued is you created a space for me to be my authentic self, whatever that looked like. And you never judged me. You never held it against me. You never turned around. You never use it against me. Like it was one of those situations where I realized you're going to let me be me and you're going to support me in whatever, you know? And it was in that moment that I was like, damn, like you may be my husband for real. Been giving husband. (laughs) Like it was in that moment where I was like, this is what's most important for healing. It's feeling safe in the space and being able to go through the process individually, mm. but together. Like right. I was able to go through my process with somebody and feel like you're support, like you're behind me right. with whatever. And if I'm crying and I'm having an emotional response, you understand, right. you get it. And you're not like, what's wrong with this yeah. girl? Why is she acting like this? Like you're like, okay, yeah, this was a trigger. This was something we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. Like, how can we talk about it? Cause what's that movie? Malcolm and Marie. Mm. Watch I didn't watch movie. that movie. Okay, right. I did not. I didn't know how bad it was. They were like arguing for the whole movie, right? Right. Okay. And so this was like post traumatic situation with old boy. Right. And so when I watched it, I had like I was triggered, mm. and I was like, "Oh my god!" And like my friends was like, "If you had told us you was gonna watch it, we would have told you not to watch it yeah. because it was too fresh." And in that moment, I broke down and he didn't get scared. Like, you know, people see you respond in a certain way and they like, yeah, they like, oh, oh this is damn. too much. <laughs> right. What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do with this? But he saw it and was like, how can I help? Right. Do you need space? What do you need from me? And so I think that was extremely important for me to heal through my trauma was to have Someone who I trusted with my trauma, mm-hmm. who wasn't like my friends or my therapist, but somebody who could hold on to that right. and hold that piece of me and not judge me for it. Right. right. And I was just like, that's it. It's up. Period. It's up. Period. 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 And I feel like you have to kind of, I guess, like choose the right person to do mm-hmm. that because mm-hmm. like not everyone is equipped to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you've been in past situations. I've been in past situations before where I'm like, damn, I have a lot of shit that I need to work through. And this person is not equipped to support me in that. And I think there's a difference between like relying on someone mm-hmm. to do the work for you because yeah. that's never going to work. Like yeah. nobody can do the healing work for you. Mm-hmm. You have to do that by yourself. But it's like you can support someone. Like I don't I don't necessarily believe like, okay, I have to come 
fully healed. Like I can come at a hundred percent. I can meet you at a hundred percent. You meet me at a hundred percent. That doesn't mean that I know everything that triggers me. Right. That doesn't mean that I know everything that I need to work. That's not what that means. So it's like finding that person where it's like, I got you. Mm -hmm. I really got you. Like I see you. I hear you. I'm here for you. And that doesn't mean like using them as like an emotional punching bag or anything. Mm -hmm. It just means that they're, they're like supporting you. So like, how did you differentiate or not differentiate, but like kind of separate him being like overly relying on him Mm. Mm-hmm. to help you through your healing mm-hmm. versus like him just being that support for you kind of being that anchor for you oh that's a good question I feel like a part of my separation was again emphasizing that he was not the cause of my trauma and ultimately because you're not the cause of my trauma I can't rely on you to help me you know like mm-hmm. a lot of times we want we want to close that chapter and we think that closing that chapter is we need to have this final moment with the person who did something to us. And so that's sometimes where it's where the closure, right? We want, (laughs) we want closure. I'm doing air quotes. Y'all close. Listen, you cannot get closure from the person that hurt you. You cannot get closure from the person that hurt you. You cannot get closure from the person that hurt you. You got to give yourself closure. Okay. Go ahead. You heard, you heard it here first. And I say (laughs) that. Okay. I stand 10 toes on that one. Like, you cannot get that from the other person. Like they, because a lot of times they don't think they did nothing to you. True. So at that point, I can't rely on somebody else to help me heal that did not hurt me. I can't depend on you to do that. I had to realize that you were there. And a lot of times it's the way people show up. That's indicators of what, what their function is, mm-hmm. how they're going to play, what role they play in your yeah. life. And he showed up and said, I am here to keep you safe. I am here to protect you. And Ooh, when I felt that, you love it. When I felt that, I was like, okay, you're right. You just showed me. So let me let me get myself together. Right. Because a lot of times we deal with people and we like, damn, they the problem. Mm-hmm. It ain't me. But in that moment when I realized he was a good person, I said, nah, it's me. Mm-hmm. I gotta get my <laughs> shit together. Because yeah. if I don't. This could be detrimental to my relationship. Right. You could like push him away. Right. Mm-hmm. And and it was moments where I was doing negative self-talk, you know, like, and I was doing things like that. And he was like, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you I'm going to walk away. I'm going to tell you that what you're doing is not helpful to you nor yeah. us. And it was that honesty that had me like, all right, you see what I'm like, you're paying enough attention to me to see the issues. You're bringing it to me not to threaten me, but to say like, hey, I know that this is not you. And I know this is not how you want to respond to this situation. Yeah. So let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. And once he said that, I had to tighten up. I said, oh, <laughs> time to tighten up because we not playing that game. So I think being able to create the separation between over relying versus like, allowing that space to be there and to trust in that person comes from the person but it's also you like you got to be a judge a character and judge of that person and be able to say like this person is 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 not gonna harm me and and that is under the caveat that you never know you know like you can feel comfortable and that's one of the biggest pieces is like if you feel comfortable then you feel comfortable. Don't beat yourself up because you felt comfortable with somebody and they made you feel comfortable. <laughs> you were talking to me? No, but like, 
But I'm saying, like, don't beat yourself up because you felt comfortable and they allowed you to feel comfortable and you you went in with that. You know, right. like, that's not a reflection of you. That's your judgment. That's how right. you felt. That's how they made you feel. And that doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't mean it's wrong. But that's to say, shit, we got to learn from it. And learning from it is being able to say, okay, I'm going to be a little more cautious. Mm-hmm. But the right person will make you feel like all them guards that you got up, you don't need them. That's truly a fact. Hmm. <laughs> say more. <laughs> Y'all, that's a fact. (laughs) (laughs) I say that's a fact because I feel like, especially when you like been through like some shit, it's so easy to go into like new situations and new experiences holding on to that hurt. Mm. And we laughing because Mm -hmm. like me and Bree have these conversations all the time Mm -hmm. because she really be having to check me because I do it all the time. Because it's like, (laughs) like. damn girl like listen i don't care what nobody say relationship ptsd is a real thing Mm -hmm. like it's a thing and it's scary like when you know you have things to work on so like for me with like past situations i'm like okay i didn't understand what my triggers were Mm -hmm. i didn't understand Mm -hmm. the traumas that i had to work on because i never dealt with any of that so it's like Um. i didn't know coming in like what I needed to work on. It wasn't until I was already in and I'm like, damn, I'm kind of toxic. Like, (laughs) what's going on? And then at the time, I didn't have a person who was like understanding in that sense or like kind of patient because also we were really young. Mm -hmm. Like transitioning into adulthood, you never know what's going on. Listen, I'm 25. I still don't know what's going on. (laughs) I'm in my mid-20s. I still don't know what's going on. So it's like kind of navigating all of that and then like, you're both young. You you don't really understand your own stuff. They have their own stuff that they have to work through. You're kind of figuring things out as you go along. And so that's where I can agree where, like, if you are dating to, like, fill a void and to not heal and to mm. not work on your stuff, that's, that's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's different. completely different. You're doing the wrong thing, my guy. Right. You focusing you on avoiding. the wrong thing. <laughs> like... <laughs> That's when you shouldn't be doing it. That's when you shouldn't be dating and you should be focusing on your healing. Yeah. But if you're like aware, like, okay, this is what I need to work on before I jump into something else. These are my triggers. This is what, this is how I am in a relationship, but this is what I need to be doing. Like if you're aware of these things, Mm -hmm. why the hell can't you date? Yeah. Why the hell can't you experience love? That's why I tell my friends all the time, like, we always feel like there's so much healing that we have to do before we get in a relationship. And I will literally keep saying this over and over again. There is so much healing that you do not know you need to do until you get in a relationship. Like you will not know what is left, what's residual, what's Mm -hmm. still there, what you haven't seen, what you haven't tapped into. You won't know that until you're in the position and somebody pushes you in a way where you like, Oh, that brought up something I didn't even know was sitting there. Right. And it's not from, you know, platonic friendships that you see some of this stuff. It's in these romantic relationships where you notice yourself like feeling different ways, mm-hmm. being pushed in different ways that you realize that is a trauma response. True. That is me Truly. responding to a trigger. Me getting that you didn't even know was there. Exactly. Maybe. You didn't even know because you weren't in a space in an environment to see it. So don't get deterred from being in a relationship because or even casually dating too. Yeah, like you can do those things and still be healing. Also, don't think that healing 
is you talking to your friends about your trauma. That that's not healing. That's not healing. That, like your friends are not professionals. Even us, like we are in school to become licensed and all of these things, but that does not make us professionals to the extent that we do that. You know, right. like we learn about boundaries. We can't do that. I can't be your therapist as your friend. Now, will I listen to you? Yes, but I can't be your therapist. So you have to do the work. You have to do the shadow work. You have to Mm -hmm. dig in. The inner child work. Yeah, like you have to do Mm -hmm. that. And if you're not doing that, then that's where you start. And once you start working through that, once you, if you're interested in therapy, you know, everybody not on that type time. But if you're interested in that, pursue that. Start working through it. Then when you start feeling like, okay, I'm making progress. Things are getting a little easier. Mm -hmm. Then you can say, let me jump into the dating world. Let me do a little casual something and see what's going on. But just jumping in. And like you mentioned, like just doing it and you know, you got trauma, you know, it's just sitting on your chest. You're not doing the right, the right thing. (laughs) And you're more likely to harm somebody else like that. Like you're more likely to ruin quote unquote, the good guy or the good girl. Like you're more likely to, to damage them. Because you don't know that you know that you're still damaged, but you rather just go out and do it. Right. Like it's it's harmful. It is. And it's like truly you like if you're not at a hundred, you cannot give a hundred to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Like even even let's talk about self-love, because that's what everybody's argument is when it comes to like healing and dating. Like, oh, you gotta love yourself, you gotta love yourself. Of course you have to love yourself. Like that's a given. But it's like you can love yourself and still give yourself to someone else. You can grow as an individual and still grow with someone else. Mm-hmm. Like that's the two can coexist. Yeah. And I think like it's definitely easier said than done. But like for me, I found out all of my triggers literally as I was being triggered. Like mm-hmm. that's how I discovered them. I'm like, oh, why am I so upset by this? Oh, this is a trauma response. Why is this a trauma response? Oh, let me write this down so I can tell my therapist next week. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I found it out. But I found it out being in it, not mm-hmm. like just chilling, be by myself. Now, don't get us wrong. If you don't want to date while you're healing, that's fine. Yeah, you are completely yeah. entitled to that. But it's like I think it's like this problematic type of mindset if you feel like you can only date once you fully heal because like. It's just you're never going to be fully healed. Like, it's going to be stuff one day if you decide to have kids, there's going to be stuff that tr- that your kids might do that'll trigger you. And you're going to be like, hmm, okay, inner child, mm-hmm. why am I triggered by mm-hmm. Like, you're constantly going to be finding things that you have to work on. And so it's just like when you're dating and when you're, or when you're in a relationship, when you're in these situationships, situationships, <laughs> when you're in these situations, <laughs> that's when you figure out what it is that you need to work on and that's when you figure out like okay maybe i'm am i the trauma right <laughs> like am maybe i the problem? the problem and and realizing that like people always say you can't pour from an empty cup you cannot and also realizing if your partner is really your partner mm-hmm. you don't always have to give a hundred percent you know like if somebody is really holding you down they know that you can't give 100% every day. Nobody can. Right. Nobody can. So, like, in those moments where you can't give 100%, and it's possibly because school stress or whatever, mm-hmm. you triggered in some way, Yeah, they can understand that and say, I can take up that slack. Yeah. I can give 100 today. 
because they can't give a hundred today right. and that's okay and i know you got me on this day right and if if i have a re- similar reaction another day mm-hmm. you gonna be ready and able to pick it up so right. it's also trusting in your partner and knowing that they see you they hear you they understand and they will never like they should never make you feel bad because you have a trauma. Mm-hmm. If your partner makes you ever feel bad, anybody you're dating, if they make you feel bad about your trauma, they don't deserve you. Say that again. If they make you feel bad about your trauma, they don't deserve you. They don't. You're out of here. Like, truly. To the left, to the left. <laughs> like, everything's <laughs> on in the box to the left. Like, that's it. Because you didn't ask for your trauma. You know what I'm saying? You didn't ask for that. And you didn't ask for the responses and the way it impacted you. You didn't ask for that. So if anybody makes you feel bad for something that somebody else did to you, they don't understand. They don't get it. They don't deserve to be in your presence. They don't deserve your energy. They don't deserve your time. They don't deserve your love. They don't deserve none of that. Right. And I think you two, like, you got to find... And and this is where discernment comes in. mm -hmm. And, like... Me personally, I literally prayed for discernment because I'm like, listen, God, I can't do this again. Um, please help me <laughs> because hello. But it's just like also finding somebody that can be gentle with you in those mm-hmm. moments. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean like if you are still healing or if you're triggered by something, that doesn't mean you go and you act a fool. That's not what that means. Right. Like, <laughs> don't don't not do the mouth. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> But also having that person, like you said, Brie, like that's going to be like, I got you. Like you're safe here. Mm -hmm. And like you not letting your past traumas make you feel like you aren't safe even when you are. Like Mm -hmm. getting out of survival mode. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to myself. You are talking to yourself. (laughs) My so listen to yourself you gonna have to play that back for yourself i know right like <laughs> literally getting out of survival mode and then also i think the only argument i could think of for people like saying okay don't don't date don't date while you're healing is like i feel like when you're dating and you're like in the into the thick of it like <laughs> like when you're like you're all excited you're all head over heels like it's new maybe you're not prioritizing your healing anymore. Like, cause mm-hmm. you're so focused on the other person. You're so focused on like, oh my God, like I'm, I'm so happy and blah, blah, blah. Like you're not prioritizing yourself. And even mm. when you're in a relationship, like you should still be prioritizing yourself. Cause again, you cannot pour from an empty cup. Yeah. And so like, so how did you prioritize? Oh my God. You hear that damn dog? Oh my God. All We're right. so sorry, y'all. Y'all remember the last episode when you heard the damn dog barking? Like, I think his name is Winston or something. That's the same dog. He always. Anyways. <laughs> sorry. I'm going to leave this in, though. <laughs> sorry. Um, Shout so out to yeah. Winston. No, truly. Winston need to go in the house. <laughs> Be quiet. You always barking. He said, I want to make a guest appearance. Come on. Okay. So. <laughs> So how did you prioritize your healing journey, but also like prioritize your relationship, but also not lose yourself? Mm. And like, what did that look like? Deep. <laughs> mm. Um, I think it's, I think for me, it was a day by day, right? So like there were days where my healing was not the focus you know like I wasn't triggered it wasn't something that I needed to attend to in that moment Mm -hmm. so that was not what my priority was on that day one of the things that I always say to people is 
you do today's best. I will literally, I feel like I should get detected on me at this point, but like, I believe in doing your best today, whatever that looks like. Right. And so on my best days, I'm not thinking about my trauma. I'm not triggered, you know, like I'm not triggering myself rather. I could be triggered on my best days, but being able to realize that like that triggering and that trauma can come from other things. And so for me, it was today. What is the priority? Like today, is it me? Or is it, can I prioritize myself and my relationship? Mm -hmm. And in in the days where I noticed myself being triggered, on the days where I noticed my trauma healing was most important, I prioritized that. And I made it clear to my partner, like, hey, I'm feeling some emotions that I feel like I need to take time to process. Mm -hmm. And being very transparent about that. I also think when it came to creating the... The personal piece, it was more so like anytime that I'm healing from my trauma, I'm I'm pouring into myself. And so for me, it was realizing that in those moments, that was always for me, you know, like mm-hmm. and even the success within my relationship was also fueling me as well. So like the personal in some ways you feel like healing from your trauma is separate from who you are as a person. But in a lot of ways, like your trauma in some ways, and this may be an alternative fact, but like your trauma in some ways makes you who you are. It, like it literally does. It, it like, makes you, it shapes the kind of human you are. It shapes how you view the world. It mm-hmm. shapes how you interact with other people. Yep. And that's not to say that those things can't change over time, but it's to say that there's a root yeah. and at that root, it can be your trauma. And so for me, it was like, when I'm healing from my trauma, this is personal. Like, mm-hmm. this is for me. This is me making myself better for myself, but also making myself better for my partner. Yeah. So it was me being able to realize that this is this is bigger than me. You know, like, this is for me to feel more confident in my relationship, in myself. But it's for me at yeah. the root. Like, yeah. and I feel like a lot of times people think that you're supposed to heal for somebody else. Mm. You're supposed to heal for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not healing for yourself, then you've lost the reason why you're healing. Truly. Like, no, truly. I'm healing for me first. And then it allows me to better show up for my friends, for mm-hmm. my family, for my partner. That that comes with that. Right. That's an extension of that. So I think separating them out. In some ways, yeah, like it's a day-to-day thing. But I think at the root of it, I had to realize that this healing is for me. Yeah. And this, what I'm doing for me, has implications for the people that come after me. Yeah. But me is first. Like, I have to prioritize myself first. And then I can show up. Then I can do the relationship thing. Then I can, you know, pour into my partner the way I would like to still prioritizing myself at the end of the day right because if you're healing for someone else you're not healing for the right reason like you can't you shouldn't be and and that's not even just healing that goes for anything yep like you shouldn't be doing something for someone else the only exception is if you are a parent and you have children because then everything you do is for your kid that's different Mm -hmm. but like when it comes to like you know young adults millennials whatever you got to be doing stuff for you and like healing like the cause of your traumas may not have been your fault, but the healing part is 100% your mm-hmm. responsibility. Mm-hmm. Now it's real. It's nice. It's beautiful. If you can find someone 
who like understands that and who understands like okay you are still a work in progress like nobody's perfect at the end of the day never nobody's perfect like social media really likes to like like, it's so fake fake. like it's it's fake fake. like people people, you see all these relationships and like you know the, the the new thing is like the tiktok couples that be doing like the routines and the black love and that thing is it's so cringy to me you put you put you you literally put the camera up. Yeah, to to like, doing it. That's to weird. Do, doing to like normal things. Like it's just weird. But like you see all these things on social media that's just not real. So you thinking like, okay, this it's is what I need to, to be like doing. That. It's supposed to look like this, mm-hmm. and no, it looks like how you and whoever your partner is wants it to look like. Yeah. Like your story is not anyone else's, and so it's like when you realize that's another thing too. You need to also be aware and hold yourself accountable. Yeah. And so when you are dating or if you are interested in dating, like you should be aware of the things that you need to work on. Mm. And so like for me, once once I realized like the things I needed to work on, it's like, yeah, I can do this on my own. But like in a sense, kind of like, how am I going to test that I've actually mm. grown from mm-hmm. this? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like mm-hmm. if I'm not dating, because it's like. I used to have the mindset too, like, no, I have to be fully healed before I find somebody and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, that literally doesn't make any sense. How? How sway? <laughs> like, it doesn't make, like, it doesn't make any sense. And my therapist one time told me, she was like, well, you know, you've, you've grown a lot since I met you and blah, blah, blah. But like, how are you going to know, like, you're working on certain things for like yourself and how you show up in relationships and how you show up with, with people, how you interact with people. How are you going to know if they're working if you're not testing it. Right. Out. How are you going to know? Like, you're not going to, like you said earlier, it's not until you're in it, then you're realizing like, hmm, well, wait a minute. <laughs> like, <laughs> like hold on now. Like, I have some stuff that I need to work on. And it's like, like I was saying before, like, it's amazing when you can find someone to do that with. Mm-hmm. But like, that should not be your goal. Like, I need somebody to help me with. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You do that on your own. Like, you do that, you do the healing work, nobody can do that for you. Mm-mm. And so, like, my question for you, girl, mm. how did you know, like, so you're, you're aware of, like, some of your triggers, mm-hmm. you're aware, like, you got trauma to heal from. How did you know that you were ready to, like, put yourself out there again and, like, date and give somebody a chance and, like, not be afraid or... Mm. It's tricky for me. Um, And it's tricky because... There was trauma that I had that had like shown up in like previous situationships or whatever. Mm. And it like I said, like I literally went from look like y'all, I'm not capping to y'all. I went from trauma to my relationship. And <laughs> like literally. No, like <laughs> truly. And so <laughs> it was in that moment that I started out in my relationship like I ain't really, I'm just here to shoot the shit, right? I'm just here for kicks and giggles. But it was when I felt safe and I felt loved and I felt cared for that I felt like, okay, what happened to me can't hinder me. Like, it can't hinder me from being able to be loved the way that I deserve to be loved. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it was in that moment when I felt safe. Like, I feel like that's the biggest piece is like, when you feel safe, when you feel like this person really loves me and not how you have made it up in your head that they love you, (laughs) 
but like how they genuinely love you right then you say okay i gotta i gotta do something about it right and i think this is probably the first time where i have felt safe and i felt content with somebody and i didn't have to question their actions i didn't Mm -hmm. have to question how they would show up for me right and it was in that moment that i was like okay now like you said the responsibility falls on me yeah like i can't be the one bringing up my shit in this relationship right because also like my partner he ain't got no trauma he cool he (laughs) He be chilling he be chilling (laughs) big chilling so like for me, I was like, oh, damn. I'm really the problem in here. Like, it's really bad. I'm the problem. This is nuts. And I would say that to him. Like, I was like, I'm the problem. He was like, you're not the problem. That That's not your fault. Even being gentle with you. Like, yeah. literally, I'm literally telling this man, like, I am the problem. And I ain't never been the problem before. And he was like, you're not the problem now. Like, you going through stuff. You're working yeah. through your stuff. And so... It was that for me that made me really realize like, okay, you can put your guard down. Mm -hmm. You can do the groundwork that you needed to do in the past. And a part of me also feels like those other situations didn't work because one, they weren't right for me. Mm -hmm. But two, those weren't spaces for me to grow in. Right. right. My growth was being stifled in those situations. And I wasn't, it's just like when you, plant a a plant right like Mm -hmm. if the ground isn't fruitful if it's not nurtured in that way the plant will never grow but if you in an environment where the plant can flourish it's watered the Mm -hmm. sun is shining right it's that right environment for that plant it's gonna sprout fast period and that's what happened to me like I was in an environment where I was being watered. Mm-hmm. I was get, I was getting the food and the nutrients I needed. Mm-hmm. And it became a lot easier for me to do what I needed to do for myself. Right. Because I was in an environment that allowed me to do that safely. Yes. And for me to show up and be my authentic self right. and not ever have to question that. And so for me, be in a safe environment. Be in an environment where you can be the plant you were born to be mm-hmm. and not the plant that people want you to be for them. And bloom. Bloom, okay? <laughs> Period. And how did you know you were safe, though? Like, what gave you that indication that, like, okay, I'm I'm safe here. I'm okay. I'm good. Huh. I think... <laughs> Damn, what made me feel safe? I feel like I felt safe. Because I could be my authentic self. Mm. I also feel like I felt safe because I didn't have no questions. Like, I didn't question him, Mm -hmm. his existence, me being able to be in his presence days on end with no concern, with no red flag. I Mm -hmm. was like, oh. Damn, this is different. This girl. (laughs) Wait. Um, but yes, I think being authentic, not having to question him, and I think in the moments where I may say things that are problematic, Mm -hmm. you being like he was so patient, even to this day, very patient, and I'm like, oh. 
I'm not used to like I'm right. I'm always ready to go to war. Yeah. Survival and it, mode. Literally survival mm-hmm. mode. And it was like in the moments where I would go to war with him, he would never go to war with me. Right. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm safe. Like, and it, it was a literally a switch that had to flip in my mm-hmm. head. Like, you don't have to go to war with this person. Yeah. You don't have to yell. You don't have to scream to be heard because mm-hmm. a lot of times that projection is because you haven't been heard yeah so you raise your voice because you think they're right. not listening to you he was listening to me i didn't have right. to yell at him i don't have to yell at him we can talk at a normal tone mm-hmm. at a normal pace. everything is cool so it was in those moments where all the things that i used to do didn't fly no more yeah. i was like this is how i know i'm safe because it's not working in this setting mm-hmm. you know like when you in a in a toxic situation that yelling Everybody yelling. Everybody everybody, <laughs> everybody going crazy. It's chaotic. It's chaos. Yes. When you safe, it's not chaos. It's it, peace. It's peace. You can have a discussion and you mm-hmm. can have differing views and you don't have to yell. Yeah. And then when you when you are used to chaos, sometimes peace is like kind of boring. Cause yeah. It's like, it's like, hold on. You're not about to curse me out? You're you not about to... You're not about to Right, like you know, have me block your phone and right. pick up a different number. Like call me on a text free oh, number. Yeah, like, literally, you're not about you're not to gonna email me. What? <laughs> That's nuts. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Like, yo, why are you blocking? <laughs> Truly, <laughs> you're not gonna write me on Cash App. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like when you're used to that chaos, man. Listen, when you co- when you come in a situation where it's peaceful, and me and Bree. <laughs> We have these conversations because, like, let me tell y'all, my good sis, she got to remind me I do not have to be in survival mode. Truly. Like, because I sometimes can be a little nutty. Oh, truly. That's <laughs> all I'm about to put the peanut emoji by her name because it'd be crazy to me. And it's like, if you're used to, like, and that's the thing, like, that's not an excuse, though. Like, mm-hmm. being, growing up in a certain environment, being in survival mode, go listen to that episode if you didn't hear that episode already. <laughs> but, like, being in that, being in that environment, growing up in chaos, and then, like, meeting people who are equally chaotic, so you think that chaos is normal, mm-hmm. and then you meet somebody who's so calm and, and who's just like, are you okay? No, true. And then you looking stupid because it's like... You're, oh, you're right. Why am I yelling right now? No, truly. Like, why? Why am I cursing you? I can talk to you like a normal human being. Like, I don't have to go get all rowdy. I don't have to do that. Mm-mm. And it's just like, okay. So when you're when you were casually dating, mm-hmm. what was the difference like versus now mm. with your husband? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. what was the difference in terms of like your healing journey with like the casual dating? Like, how did you know? Like, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get what no, I'm saying? You're, it's like, how did I know I could heal? Yeah. And I think I knew I could heal. Okay, so like casually dating, it felt very temporary. Mm. It felt very like this This shit going to end soon. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's no substance here. And it felt like it was more of me having to survive in those situations yeah. than it was me being able to just just live you yeah. know like i felt like it was always we gotta amp up we gotta yell we gotta scream yeah. we gotta argue about little shit that don't mean nothing in the grand Truly. scheme of life like it was stuff like that that i was like why am i doing this and and it was because of 
all of that that I wasn't able to heal because I was distracted by all of that. Mm-hmm. Like I was distracted by all the let me fight for my life. Yeah. In this situation versus well, now I don't need to fight for my yeah. life in this situation. I can just exist in this situation. So now my mind is able to relax. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that's sitting on the top is able to come to the top now right. and really show itself. And now I can tend to it. Mm-hmm. But in those situations, I couldn't tend to it because I was tending to other shit. Right. I was tending to some, some niggas' emotions about whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I'm tending to you being insecure. I'm having to manage that and, and make you feel good. Right. And that's not... I can't heal from that. I can't heal in that moment because it's not about me. Mm -hmm. And this is, I feel like it's the one time where it was, it's been about me. I've been the priority. And when you feel like you're the priority, you treat yourself like you're the priority. That's a big fact. And then you can do what you need to do for yourself. But if you sit in here and you always going back and forth and you prioritizing somebody else in that situation, it makes it hard. Right. And that's not to say that at some point somebody else is not going to be your priority, but it should be, mutual right yeah it should be like equal yeah it should be equal priorities and i'm like if i'm putting in more effort and time than you are and i'm over here distraught and all this other stuff (laughs) i'm not able to detain like i'm not able to tend to myself right because i'm so worried about you and this little relationship and this situation Mm -hmm. but when you feel safe and you feel secure you ain't worried about it you're not worried about the end you're not worried about if he gonna be around tomorrow, if we gonna get in an argument tomorrow. Right. Are y'all about to have a good day? Right. Are we gonna <laughs> have a good day? Are you gonna buy me lunch or not? Like, <laughs> you don't have to worry about that because right. you are safe. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everybody's safety looks different, right? Yeah. Like, it looks different for everybody. But I think to your question of like what that safety looked like for me, it was me knowing that I don't have to fight you. Yeah. I don't have to defend myself with you. Mm. I can say something to you and you know what I'm talking about. It's not going to be an argument. It's not going to be an yeah. argument and you listening to me mm-hmm. and you're, you're listening and you taking what I say and you make an action out of it versus that's the one, the action, the action, right? right. Like, because a lot of times, you know, words of affirmation is great. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, though, as you change, and that's one thing, your love languages change in the time in your oh, life. Oh, that's so true. Like, people feel like your word, your love languages stay the same throughout they your don't. life. They don't. Because they when don't. I tell you, when I was younger, words of affirmation meant so much to me. That was number one for me. Right. Now, acts of service means so much more to Baby. me. Baby. <laughs> like, make my life easier. Please. Make my life Make me easier. dinner. What's my car? Gas in my tank. Okay. Make ask me did I eat, or or buy me lunch. Like do the things that make my life easier. Mm -hmm. And so I think with that, it's being able to say like, I don't. You understand that my love languages have changed, and you adapt to that with action. Yeah. So if I say I appreciate you saying that to me, Mm -hmm. but I need you to show me that, and you go ten bars. 100 bars and you do it every time mm-hmm. that's all i need and like, you don't take it as like a personal attack right it's not like oh it's something wrong with me it's like no like you're telling me this because you care about me you care about a relationship you care about seeing us progress so you're letting me know you're yep. informing me like they take constructive criticism yep. positively also if y'all are casually dating if you're in a relationship if you have to have your guard up if you have to be in survival mode, if you have to be rah, 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 that's not the person for you. Mm-mm. That's not the person for you. Because, like, it's a difference where 
if you're used to chaos, you might think that that's okay. It's not. Yeah. We are two clinical psychology PhD students. <laughs> I'm a first year. She's a third year. We about to be licensed. Period. It's not okay. <laughs> like, and I think one of the things that I just thought about is like, if you are the other person, so if you mm. are healed or you are, you don't have, yeah, the, you don't the have trauma, the stuff to heal right? from. Right. Like you don't yeah. have that stuff. Be patient. Yeah. Be patient with that other person. Mm-hmm. And also be able to know that like, they're trying. Yeah. And so recognizing that they just need you to create the safe space for them. Mm-hmm. They need to feel comfortable and and realizing that if you and even taking this another step, if both of y'all are healing, right? right. Like being able to recognize that and that's hard. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. And a lot of times people's trauma responses can be similar. So mm-hmm. if you with somebody and y'all responded similarly, a lot of times it's because y'all both been traumatized yeah y'all both are trying to navigate that and so you may have to take a step back and Mm -hmm. say we can't do this if we want to be the best for each other and ourselves individually like we can't we can't be responding in this way and i think that that was one of the things that i realized is that the people that i was with in the past we were both traumatized and we were young and we didn't know how to handle our trauma we didn't know Mm -hmm. how to handle our emotions in a way that was effective for communication and so a lot of this comes with age it yeah, comes with experience and it also comes with like knowledge of like that's that's what this is like this yeah. is a trauma response and it is okay and realizing again trauma responses look different for different people mm-hmm. so you can't say oh this is a trauma response when it could just be that's just how they respond to something right like, you not a therapist it's not, not always a trauma yeah response. like it's not yeah. always a trauma response that is to say if somebody lets you know that and also, to that point, if somebody lets you know that they've been traumatized, don't use that against them yeah. every time they respond in a certain way and say, that's just your trauma showing. Don't do that. Yeah, don't throw it back in their face. Yeah, don't do that. Like, Because nine times out of ten, it was probably already hard for them to come out and say, like, okay, hey, this triggers me. I don't know why. I'm still figuring that out. That out. But can you be patient with me? So don't, like, if something is going on, like you said, don't be like, Oh, well, that's because of blah, blah, blah. No. No. Because no, now you're going to make me go off on you. Yeah, and, <laughs> no. now, and now you, you've you put the guard back up. Right. Because like, I, I can't be safe here. Right. I felt safe. And throwing now, it back against and, and, and me. Thank you. Right. So being able to operate within these, these spaces and being able to recognize, you know, at some point the spaces will fluctuate, you know, mm-hmm. like, and that's not to say that everybody will ever experience a trauma. That is to say though, that some people will. And if you are on the other end and you've healed or you working through yours and let's say your partner experiences a trauma, take, take note of yeah. what they did for you and be able to give them that same thing in return and just be patient yeah. of all things. Like be patient, be supportive Mm -hmm. and listen listen to what they're telling you what they need yeah and listen to the spoken and unspoken things because there are some things that people will say like this is what i need and there are other times where they don't they don't say it but they show you like yeah this is what i need yeah so you got to be able to be adaptable in that way and knowing your partner Mm -hmm. and then also too though i do want to say like you are well within your rights like if you're casually dating if you're in a relationship whatever like definitely find somebody who can be patient and gentle. And if you are the person that has to be patient and gentle, I want to also say 
you have the option to choose not to Correct. not to do that. You, like right. you have that yeah. option. Like we are not saying like okay, just let's stick say, it through. Yeah, stick it through. You don't have to do that. Yeah. You truly don't. Like do what you feel is best. And it's also like if you're not the person who who needs to do the healing, and let's say you're casually dating, whatever, or you in a relationship, you you can decide what it is that you want to do. Like you don't have to have to stick around. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be gentle and patient. It's more so like. If you want to do it. We're not saying that you have to do it though. Like just put that disclaimer out there. Like it's really choosing what it is like. Do you feel like this person is worth doing this for? And sometimes they're not. Not. And that's okay. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's like it's better that you be upfront about that from the beginning. So y'all don't waste each other's time. Yep. Like it's just it's also like you got to keep keep that in mind as well. Like you have the right to make whatever decisions that you need to make. Mm-hmm. If you are healed or even unhealed, you don't have to deal with somebody. Like if I'm, I'm going through my own stuff. Shit, maybe I don't want to deal with a with a with a nigga who's like, well, he fucked up too. Like yeah. maybe I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Like, and that's okay. <laughs> like, right. there's nothing wrong with that. Like, yeah. that is okay. Yeah. And then so like for the casual daters, mm-hmm. what I guess what advice would you give them for like? navigating their healing journeys and then navigating dating Mm. at this age 20 something year olds 30 something 20 something whatever um i would say realize there's a lesson in everything i feel like casually dating at that point you know you feel like people are here for a season you Mm -hmm. know it's temporary and being able to to take what you can from those experiences and say like okay what did i what did i gather from this like what did i learn about myself what did i learn about my somebody i want to be mm-hmm. a partner what did i see that i liked that from this person that i didn't like that from one. this other person like being able to use these as learning moments cuz i think people think like casual casual dating is like it's boring i'm trying to get to the relationship but sometimes you got to casually date yeah. before you get Get you gotta there. kiss a couple frogs yeah before you find a prince <laughs> and so like i think being able to learn and be open to learning from these experiences i think also being open is first like yeah. you got to be open to it because if you go into it and you already like nah it's not gonna work it's not gonna then work it's not gonna work like it's not gonna work it's not Truly. gonna go nowhere so like being open to the experience um and and knowing that it's it's gonna be hard Mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of people think casual dating in in into the relationship phase is supposed to be like smooth sailing it's supposed to be easy it ain't always gonna be easy for everybody Mm -hmm. like i will say it was easy for me but i again had to go through a lot of people not a lot of people but i had to go through (laughs) y'all know what i mean i had to go through some people before i got to where i met and so like for me it was being able to recognize like it's not always easy. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're going to go through those phases where you feel bad and inter- you internalize some of that stuff. Yeah. And you have to realize it's not you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not always going to be you. And those are things that you can work through. Yeah. Um, And I would also say, talk to people about it. You know, like, we're here on this podcast talking about it. But, like, talk to your friends. Like, Truly. talk to them about their perspectives, their experiences, friends who have, you have that are engaged or married. And, yeah. like, because a lot of times 
people going through the same stuff or have went through the same stuff before they got to where you see them at right now. Yep. And so being able to have these transparent conversations and say like, Hey, I just had to, I had to trust in the process. Like Mm -hmm. just like with everything else, if you apply to grad school or whatever, you got to trust in the process and know that whatever is for you will be for you. Like whatever got your name on it, your name is on it. Can't Mm -hmm. nobody take it off. So when you get there, it's ready for you. But that doesn't mean it's like you immediately gonna get there. Right. Like it's gonna it may take some time. Yeah. And that's okay. And don't give up. Like I feel like that's one of the things a lot of times people feel like I should give up. You know, you mm-hmm. get a couple times it gets bad, you're like, Oh, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm done. I'm deleting apps. I'm deleting da, 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 da. like me as fuck. You literally. <laughs> me as fuck. But like it's when you give up that you sitting there like, oh, I'm bored. Oh, I want to talk to somebody. Oh, I want this. And in the moments when you give up, it's funny because that's when you least expect it to happen. Isn't that literally how it happens? <laughs> like, you like, oh, I'm over it. I don't want it no more. I'm done. Blah, 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 blah. Next thing you know, it falls in your lap. It's mm-hmm. when you start to doubt. That slightest bit of doubt yep. is when God say, oh, you doubt me? I got you. No. I'm going to show you something. No, truly. <laughs> I'm going to show you something. So, like, trust in the process. Trust in the process. And that's not to say don't doubt it. You know, you're human. You're going to have doubts. Like, you're going to be skeptical. You're going to be scared. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to feel like that. But that's to say, like, trust that it's going to work out for you. Like, what you praying for, what you writing down. You know, if you want to be on your Sierra's prayer vibe. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, do that. Right. But know that it's coming to you. Right. Delayed does not mean denied. Like, right. If it's taking a, a little while, it's because God is getting your person right uh-huh. for you. Like, that's that's what the holdup is. Truly, God trying to get you right so he can so he can come on. He no, can give it to you. And then rejection is also redirection. Mm. Like, don't don't think like just like you were saying like. Oh, I'm done. Let me tell you something. I'm the queen of I'm done. I'm over it. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm leaving. <laughs> like, I'm o- like, it's not happening. Listen. The queen, okay? The queen, okay? But luckily, I have people like you. I have my friends. I have, like, I have people to be like, girl, shut up. Mm, like, truly, mm-hmm. like, shut up. And also, like, I've, I've said this time and time again. Do not let... And, and I'm speaking from experience and I'm also speaking as someone who's in the moment practicing what I'm preaching. <laughs> Do not let your past experiences change your heart. Do not let mm. it change who you are. Like, just, and trust me. Oh, I got to rub my temples. <laughs> it is easier said than done. I know. I know. I know. But like, also... What, what has helped me personally is like, I kind of started to look at people dating experiences as just experiences. Yep. Like, I'm not gonna, if I'm dating somebody, I'm not gonna like take ownership or like become like possessive or whatever. I'm gonna look at you as an experience. Like, this is a nice experience. I'm gonna be present. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're dating and or in a relationship, whatever, like, focus on being present. Mm. Cause be like, mindful. be right, be mindful. Cause like, if you stuck in the past or you stuck in the future, you're not you're missing out like Mm -hmm. you're missing what's happening in the moment Mm -hmm. and like me i stay i stay in the past and in the future future. like your ass be on both sides truly my anxiety be on a hundred and it's like like, for what why are we even talking about that like one thing you you had said to me 
I'm not gonna tell y'all all my business, but <laughs> one thing you said to me that stuck with me was like, okay, what has this person shown you that's making you think like you're not safe or that's making you be in survival mode? And I'm like, hmm, nothing. <laughs> right, like what's the evidence? Right, what's the evidence? And I'm like, hmm. You don't have none. none. I don't exactly. have any, I'm okay. Exactly. <laughs> like, like I can enjoy this. You have to literally question what is the evidence yeah. for this thought. And like that is not to say as humans we are always going to be in the past and the future like that's yeah. how we're taught as Truly. like children like what are your future career goals yep. what do you want to be when you're an adult mm-hmm. you're always taught to think like that but sometimes in your life you have to sit and enjoy the moment that you're in and be mindful of like this is the present moment yeah. i am presently focused on this current moment mm-hmm. i can't worry about what's gonna happen tomorrow yep. i can't worry about what happened two years ago mm-hmm. i can only worry about where i am right now with the person that i'm looking at right yeah. now and be able to use that to judge how you're gonna respond how you're gonna react mm-hmm. how you're gonna feel because the moment we start using the past and the future it's not real anymore it's not that's not it's your not. reality that's what you think is going to be your reality right. And then, listen, love assumption, hmm. what you think becomes your reality. Hmm. So if you stuck in the past, if you like, oh, like if your story is like all of my dating experiences suck, all of your dating experiences will suck because that's the, that's what you believe. Mm-hmm. And so it's like literally like your thoughts literally create your reality, which is why it's like you need to be present and be in the moment. And it's hard. Like it's really not something that's easy especially especially if you grew up survival mode Mm -hmm. chaotic ass childhood Mm -hmm. chaotic ass upbringing chaotic ass partners because that's all you knew it's not easy it's not easy nobody ever said it was Mm -mm. easy though like nobody said you Mm -hmm. somebody ever told you it was easy Mm -hmm. no i mean granted nobody ever told me it was this hard hard either i was gonna say somebody (laughs) told me it was hard nobody Nobody told told me shit really like just and and sometimes you're just thrown into it like it just kind of happens and you have to figure it out along the way. We're here to tell you, you can figure it out along the way. Yeah. You have to be patient with yourself. You have to be honest with yourself mm-hmm. and you need people around you to also be honest with you as well. Yeah. Like you can't have yes men around. No, you. truly. That's like, not gonna work. One thing I appreciate about everybody around me is they're going to keep it a stack with me every time. They're yep. going to tell me you wrong. My guy. like mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying, but you wrong. Yeah. And you have to be woman or man enough non-binary wherever you stand Mm -hmm. you have to be honest enough to say i fucked up yeah and own that yeah because people respect that and it's at that moment that your growth happens Mm -hmm. when you can recognize you messed up yeah because we always say somebody else did something but what did you do right right and you need people around you to tell you you did something in order for you to know what you need to do better but Mm -hmm. also how you grow hold yourself accountable yep and then also like it's also easy like when you do when you realize like you are the person who like has the healing to do you are the person that might be fucking up whatever it's easy to internalize that mm-hmm. but that's not an indication of who you are as yeah. a person yeah. like this is just one scenario this is just one example whatever one yeah. situation that doesn't mean you're a bad person like yeah. just because you've had like like i remember in the past i would feel so bad like when i would like go off on people mm-hmm. or like when i would react a certain way and i'm like shit this is a trauma response i feel so bad i'm like damn i'm like i'm so mean i'm this mm-hmm. i'm that and it's like 
No, you're not. Like, you are human. You're having a reaction. Mm -hmm. Maybe it wasn't an appropriate reaction, but that's where you hold yourself accountable. Like, okay, I see that this is not okay. Like, I've hurt this person that I care about, or I've I've acted an ass, or Mm -hmm. I've stepped out of my character, and I'm not this person anymore. Yeah. And so that's when you have to kind of, like, be real with yourself and, like, don't internalize it, but also, like, check yourself. Yeah. Literally check yourself. Like, okay, I'm bugging. I'm falling out a little bit like (laughs) chill out like you don't gotta do all that yeah 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 period (laughs) (laughs) okay and so to answer the question can you date while you're healing yes yes absolutely you can absolutely like what you shouldn't do though like we said earlier is like don't know you have all this shit to work on and just like be oblivious to it and like trying to navigate dating. Like, don't do that because that's a waste of your time. That's a waste of the other person's time. It's not fair to either one of you. Mm-mm. And it just doesn't make for a pretty situation. It makes it's messy. It's not. No, we don't do that. Mm-mm. And ultimately, be honest with yourself and realizing that if you know that you have healing that you need to do. And you have decided to not. That is avoidance. Mm-hmm. Let's label it. That's what it. That's it. That's what it is. You're avoiding dealing with your trauma, and avoidance is short term relief. <laughs> yep. But it creates a long term problem, mm-hmm. right? So, like, if we're able to see ourselves avoiding situations, avoiding issues, avoiding these these triggers, these responses, we're we're avoiding all of that. Mm-hmm. It's going to make it so much harder for you when you down the line yep. and you trying to navigate relationships and you come in. It's difficult and it's difficult because it's so much that you didn't push down mm-hmm. that it's so hard for you to realize like, oh, I didn't push it down so far. I don't even feel it no more. Yeah. And it just becomes natural. Like that's how natural responses happen mm-hmm. is because we push down how we would respond. And now it's just become natural because we've avoided it so long. So all that to say, heal. Yeah. Date and heal. Heal. Heal and date. It's okay. And if you see yourself feeling like healing is your priority, then make it your priority. You can take a step back. You can take a step back. And also, always remember, you are not healing for nobody else but yourself. Period. So if you healing, it's for you. It ain't for me. It ain't for Niara. It ain't for nobody else it's but yourself. for you and only you. And only you. And then also, like, to your point about avoiding, you can only avoid for so long. Because, baby, those traumas are going to come up one way or another. Yep. <clears throat> Whether you want them to or not, they're going to come up. Yup. They're going to come up. They're going to come up. And you're going to have to deal with it. You can be 70 and them guys going to come up. Truly. And you're going to say, why is why is something that happened when I was 10? <laughs> why am I crying? Literally. What's going on? Why am I watching Bridgerton and I'm crying? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's why. No, for real. <laughs> because there are things that you haven't healed from. No, really. Truly. And yeah, so just to wrap it up. We know y'all enjoyed this episode because this was funny as hell. Period. Period. Thanks for coming, <laughs> sissy. Of course. Thanks for having me. Of course. And it's like, final remarks. <laughs> <laughs> she said, in conclusion. Truly. Like, <laughs> yes, you can date while you heal. Yep. 
just be mindful like you said Brie be mindful of what it is that you need to work on and again like you're gonna figure things out as you go along also like just be prepared to be triggered and not know why you're triggered that's where the work comes in yep get a therapist now again you know therapy is not accessible for everybody Mm -hmm. i get it Mm -hmm. but like you can start the work you know shit get a journal yeah get some prompts right there are books guided meditations guided thinking like Mm -hmm. guided discovery like there are so many ways that you can access material to start working through that and maybe just incorporate it into your morning well maybe not morning you don't want to start your morning like that but (laughs) figuring out a time in your day that works for you also don't do it before you go to sleep yeah because then you'll dream about it yeah so just like just just figure Figure out out what works works for you (laughs) right and be able to say like this is me taking time whether it is because i don't have a therapist i'm not really ready for one yet whatever the rationale is Mm -hmm. being able to take the time out and say okay this is me prioritizing myself and always remember that's what you're doing like Mm -hmm. as hard as it may feel as difficult as it may feel and it's hard it's hard as many emotions as it will bring up this is for you and it's necessary yeah it's for you like this is this is where we start to break these generational patterns and these generational curses Mm. so you start here by working on yourself so you don't carry this into Mm -hmm. your children into their children this is where it starts we're stopping these cycles we're We're stopping it this This is not a generational pattern we are cutting it here so stop prioritize yourself prioritize your healing Mm -hmm. and remember you can heal while dating you can there are a lot of, as you heard us talk about, a lot of factors, a lot of barriers. There are a lot of things you got to think about. <laughs> For real. Mm-hmm. But it can be done. It can be done. And we know firsthand, healing is no joke. No this joke. journey, like you, like, yeah, I know y'all see this on social media. Y'all have heard me say it a hundred million thousand times. Healing is not linear. It will never be linear. Like one day you'll be fine. Then the next day you'll be walking. You can see a cat and you start crying. Yeah. Why are you crying? You got to figure that out. <laughs> you got to do the work. Yep. Like it's not, it's really not easy. And it's like a lot of us have been like our parents are not in the generation where they talked about their mental health. It wasn't a thing because they had to survive. We, fortunately enough, Mm -hmm. are more in touch with our mental health. We're more in touch with the fact, because we know, like, and that's why it's so hard too, because we are literally breaking generational curses. That's why it's so hard. (laughs) Like, you are the person. You you literally are carrying your ancestors. Truly. So it's like, be gentle with yourself. Be patient with yourself. Give yourself some grace. And if you're going to date also or be in a relationship, whatever, find someone who like is willing to be gentle and patient with you mm-hmm. and who you're also willing to be gentle and patient with as well. Mm-hmm. Like find that person and rock with them. That's it. Yeah. Trust it. Truly. And Period. get out of survival mode. Get out. Let it go. <laughs> At Niara. <laughs> At Niara. Get out truly so anyways that's all we have for y'all today thanks for joining me sissy thanks for having love me love you the most sis. love you honey and yeah thank y'all for tuning in thank you for listening you already know like follow grown gardenians on instagram share this if you liked it tell a friend to tell a friend and continue to heal and you're gonna be okay and date and date and have a good time enjoy life life is short truly All right, y'all. Gardenia gems to each of you. Thanks for listening. Bye.